You know why it feels so good in here? Because the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen. The gates of hell shall not prevail. I tell you what, be seated for just a moment. We're going to take communion here in just a minute. I'm not fixing to preach. Well, I don't know I might, but I'm not planning on it. I just want to tell you this. Serving Jesus Christ is worth anything you've got to do. If you've got to say goodbye to mom and daddy and head off to some foreign field, I'm telling you, it's worth doing it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Giving up everything for the cause of Christ is worth it. Giving up friendships. I don't, I don't like giving up friendships. But when I went into the ministry full time or even part time, when I went into the ministry, I had to say goodbye to some friends that I loved. Friends that I had raised our kids with, but because their direction and my direction, God was taking us in different directions. And I had to say goodbye. And I'm going to tell you, it was painful and it hurt. And I didn't like doing it. But I want to let you know, here we are 25 years later. And I want to tell you right now, it's been worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it to serve God. It's worth it to follow after him. It's worth it to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's worth it to take a lap around the church every now and then. It's worth it to be moved upon by his Holy Spirit. It's worth it to go through good times. It's worth it to go through bad times. If I make my bed in heaven, you're there. But if I find myself in the pits of hell, you're there too. You said, Lo, I'll never leave you, nor I'll ever forsake you. I'll be with you even until the end of the world. And it's worth serving Jesus. What is it? What is it in the world that makes it worthwhile. What is it in the world? You look at the front end of things of the world and they may look good. You look at the front end of the vices and the corruption in the world and it may look interesting. You look at the things that the devil puts in front of you as things that you should do and they look appealing. But what he doesn't tell you is where these things lead. Because the devil comes for three reasons alone. To kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's it. That's all he's got in his repertoire is killing, stealing, and destroying. And he'll steal your virginity. He'll steal your mind. He'll steal your life. He'll steal your innocence. He'll steal your religion. He'll steal everything you got. And then he'll laugh while you're bleeding and dying and doesn't care because that's why he came. But Jesus said, I came to give you life. <laughs> How do you know I'm alive? How do you know I'm alive? I'm doing something. Even if I was laying on the bed up here, you'd know I was alive if my vitals were still good. If I still had a heartbeat, now don't let Kathy do this because she may squeeze too hard. <laughs> but if I had a heartbeat, if I was breathing, I may be knocked down. I may be out, but I'm still alive. How do you know? Because my vitals are still there. Everything I need to give me life is still there, and I will be back. I will wake up. 
I will stand up. I will run around this place again. I will preach again. I will let the Lord use me again. My time's not done. I'm not over. My vital, I may be knocked down, but my vitals say I'm still alive. Huh? My vitals say I'm still alive. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. And as long as there's breath, there's hope. As long as there's breath, there's hope. Jesus wasn't alive. Jesus was dead, been dead, cold stone dead, three days dead. But on that third day, something rose in him that wasn't normal. Something rose in him that wasn't natural. Something rose in him that was supernatural. Something rose of him and gave him life that he didn't have. Something rose up in him and gave him direction he didn't have. Something rose up in him and caused him to rise again and to ascend to the right hand of the Father. Something rose up in something that was dead. And I'm telling you this morning, some of you feel like you're dead, but I want to let you know your day of resurrection is here. Your day of resurrection is here. You don't have to be breathing even. Lazarus had been in the grave four days. The widow of the son of Nain had been there so long they were carrying him out. Paul's preaching in an upper room, three stories up. Upper room. Been preaching all night long. How'd you like to be in that service? All night long he preached. And a man named Eutychus. You know what Eutychus means? Lucky. Fortunate. Eutychus fell out of a window, fell asleep. Fell out of a window, hit the ground three stories down. They took him up as dead. Paul grabbed him and said what? His life is in him. Paul, his vitals are gone. His heart's not beating. He's not breathing. He's dead. Paul says, pick him up. By faith he lives. And the Bible says, before Paul finished preaching, they brought Eutychus in alive. You may feel like your situation's dead. You may feel like your dream's dead. You may feel like your marriage is dead. You may feel like your life is dead. You may feel like your home is dead. You may feel like there's never going to be any life. It may be dark on both ends. You may not be able to see a way out. You may not. You may think it's better to go back into the world because at least in the world you could feel something. But I want to let you know Jesus Christ is the king of feeling. Jesus Christ is the king of emotion. Jesus Christ is the king of love. Jesus Christ is the king of anointing. And you may be dead, but I'm telling you, there's a moment of resurrection that's come your way today. Are you going to accept it and receive what God has given you and stand up and say, I will do what he gave me to do. I will say what he's given me to say. I will resurrect. I won't lie in this grave and die. You know what a bell ringer is? You know what a bell ringer is? You know why they have bell ringers? Because they, at times, buried people in the old days that wasn't dead. And the story goes, the story goes, and, I, and, and I've read this on the internet, but I've never been there because I wasn't alive in the 1700s. But the story goes that they put a string inside of the coffin. And if the person came alive, he was supposed to ring the bell. Get me out of here. I ain't dead yet. That's a bell ringer. And they had a guy that walked in the cemetery at night after a funeral and listened for the bells to ring. 
Some of you need to grab the rope. You need to grab the rope. You ain't dead yet. They may have put you in the coffin and they may have got you under the ground and there may be dirt on top of you, but you ain't dead yet. Grab the rope. Grab the rope. I'm, I'm talking about now. I'm not talking about next week. Grab the rope. Ring the bell. Say, hey. <laughs> Jesus told Martha, he said, I'm the resurrection and the life. And she said, I know when you return, my brother will live. He said, no, no, I'm the resurrection and the life right now. Right now. Jesus is in this house right now to resurrect you if you'll just reach out there and grab the bell and pull it and say, I ain't dead yet. Is anybody in this house want to stand and say, I ain't dead yet. I ain't dead yet. I ain't dead yet. I'm pulling the rope today, and I'm telling you, I may be cast down, but I ain't destroyed. I may be perplexed, but I'm not in despair. I may be... Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Jesus Christ is alive and well. Ring the bell. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I ain't dead yet. Praise your name. You may be seated. You thought I was done, didn't you? Sister Ann says something. I'm fixing to be done, I think. Sister Ann says something that I love. She tells me that she wakes up in the morning and she's a little disappointed when she wakes up because she would rather wake up in glory. Brother Chuck said, Sister Lorraine had, had it as good as you get it. She went to sleep on this side and woke up breathing celestial air. Because <laughs> when I breathe my last breath here, when the breath that the Father's given me, when it returns to the Savior and I go, my, my, my flesh man may not breathe anymore, but my spirit man opens his eyes. And that next breath I breathe is God's air. It's celestial air. And I want to tell you today that God has breathed on you today. God has breathed on you today. He's given you a fresh breath. He's given you fresh life. He's given you a fresh anointing. He's given you a fresh vision. He's given you a fresh vision, Miss Heather. He's given you a fresh vision. He's given you a fresh vision of some things that God has ordained for you to do. And today he's awakened that. He's awakened it in your soul. He's awakened it in your mind. He's awakened it in your spirit. The Lord says, I hear your prayers and I hear your tears. I hear them when they fall from your cheeks and they fall to the floor. Not only do I see them and not only do I hear them, but the Lord wants you to know that I bottled them <laughs> because I have found you precious in my sight. And if you will walk forward in me, then I will grant you all the desires of your heart. I will give things into your hand that you never dreamed 
but you place me first. You put me above all. You place me above everything that you've got, and you'll find that I cause you to soar with the wings of an eagle. I cause you to soar above situations. You'll no longer wallow around on the ground with them, but instead you will soar above them, and I will put thoughts and, and directions And I will put memories in your mind of what I've spoken to you in the past. You've forgotten some of the promises I gave you. You've forgotten them. But this week you're going to remember them, the Lord says. <laughs> I'm going to refresh your memory. I'm going to download. I'm going to download a fresh anointing into your soul, and I'm going to refresh your memories. It's going to be like turning off and turning back on a fresh copy. A fresh copy, a fresh memory, a fresh download. You're going to see it. You're going to feel it. It's going to anoint you, and your family's going to see a fresh Heather. A fresh Heather. I want to tell you today, you know, I, um, I was diagnosed about a year, a year ago, I think, with, uh, what do they call it, pre-diabetes, pre -di pre is that right, did I say that right, pre-diabetes? and high blood pressure. Never taken pills in my life, and all of a sudden, a year ago, now i got to start taking these stupid light little pills. And my doctor told me then, he said, if you just lose about 10 or 15 pounds, you could probably get off of some of that. And I told him, how much is the pill? And he told me, I said, I'll just take the pill. So I did. I took it for a while. But you know, the Lord has been working on me and and I've I've managed to lose about twelve pounds, but I'm kind of stuck. I was at two forty five. I know that's hard for you to believe. <laughs> now I'm at two thirty five. But between two thirty three and two thirty five, I know this is a lot more information you care to know. I know that. But I, I'm I'm going somewhere here. Just stick with me. I told Kathy this morning, I said I'm stuck. She said, what do you mean you're stuck? I said, well, I weighed 235 yesterday. I weighed 233 today. Tomorrow I weigh 235. Next day I weigh 233. Don't matter what I eat. Don't. It doesn't matter what I eat. doesn't matter if I walk. doesn't matter if I exercise. Nothing seems to matter because it's not going to ever change. Oh, great man of faith. But the Lord has kind of 
let me know that if I want something to change, then I need to change something. I said, if I want something to change, then I need to change something. We figured out what works here, right? We figured out what works here. I might have to cut out that bowl of cereal at night with the bananas and the strawberries in it. Or at least not eat one that Jethro would like to eat. Maybe eat a serving instead of four. They say there's eight servings in a box of cereal. I've never got more than three out of any of them. <laughs> it's the truth. I might need to cut down a little bit. I might need to, I might, instead of walking a mile, I might have to walk a mile and a half. I've told Kathy, I've told Kathy many, many times that there's nothing to weight loss. You just burn more calories than what you take in and it goes away. Nothing to it until I had to lose weight. Now it's not that easy. And I'm telling you this morning in closing, I think, that if you want something to change in your situation, then you've got to change something. Now, I'm not talking about going home and killing that one that's giving you trouble. <laughs> Don't hold a pillow over his face and say, till death do us part. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you want something to change, you might need to change something. You might need to get more consistent in some things that you're doing. You might need to start, pro you might need to start, oh, this is, I, I think I just hit it. You might need to start. You might start needing to, needing to proclaim some things to, and call them those things that are not as though they were. That's it. That's the secret. There's, there's the secret right there. I just hit it. You might need to start proclaiming some things. Instead of saying, oh, God, I don't understand why, you might need to begin to say, God, I thank you that you have. God, I thank you that you have put it in my hand. God, I thank you that you have given me this. I thank you that you have put my marriage together. I thank you that you have healed me of my prediabetes. I thank you that you have touched my heart. I thank you that you have healed my body. I thank you that you have healed my mind. I thank you that you have given me a place. I thank you that I am walking beside rivers of living water. I thank you, Lord God, that you are my shepherd. I thank you, Almighty God, that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I thank you, O oh God, that through you I can run through a troop and leap over a wall and no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I proclaim it today. I proclaim it today. I proclaim it today. Quit being beat up by old man used to be. Quit being beat up by old man used to be. This is a new day. You've received a new anointing, a freshness of the Spirit of the Lord. And we're going we're gonna to seal that today. By receiving communion. We're going to seal it today by receiving communion. Was I really supposed to get the communion ushers or did you get them? Oh, no, don't do that. We're good to go? I'm, I'm going to make a confession here, and, and, I, and I don't really feel good making it, but I forgot today was communion Sunday. Mike said he wasn't going to be here communion Sunday, and I saw him walking down the middle aisle carrying the cups and the juice. I said, is this communion Sunday? He said, yep. I said, oh, no. For the first time in 15 years, I forgot. He said, that means you got to get together all the ushers. So I was hoping he was kidding. <laughs> he was. So if the communion ushers would come this morning, we're going to receive communion. Yay. Thank you, Mike. I love you, buddy. I really do. Hey, this man's a blessing to this church. Would you give him a hand?
He does so good here. Thank you so much, sir. Veronica, would you pray?
holding your hand a wafer Jesus said I am the bread of life as you partake of this bread it's it's more than just partaking of a wafer I I, I know that it's just a a, but but the obedience the obedience and the expectation of what you do as you take this because his body was broken so that we might be healed mentally, physically, financially, spiritually. In every area, we can be healed and more than a conqueror. And the partaking of this bread is to remind us that his body was broken and the lamb deserves the reward of his suffering. So as we, hallelujah, (laughs) (laughs) my Lord, hallelujah, I like having church with you folk, amen. As you partake of this bread, you're doing more than an act of obedience. You're putting in your mouth and chewing between your teeth and swallowing a reminder that God will do what he said he will do. It's not just a spoken word. It's a physical reminder that he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. The whipping that should have been mine, he took. (laughs) And by his stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Father. Lord, as we partake of this bread today, Father. I pray, Almighty God, that it would be healing, Lord God. Lord, that it would separate us from all the thoughts, Lord God, of doubt and fear, and that it would bring faith within our spirit, Lord. As in faith we receive it, it's in faith that we receive. And, Father God, I thank you for it now in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Let's partake of the bread together. One of my favorite passages in John is where Jesus says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. And I'm so proud of each one of you. I have seen you grow. 
I've seen you move forward. At times, whenever it's been easy for you to quit, I've seen you pick it up and go again. At times that you've been disappointed, I've seen that you pulled yourself up and you you kept walking. You've been you've been personal with the Lord, and you've continued to follow Him, even though sometimes it didn't make sense. And I want to let you know, I am so proud. I'm so proud of this church. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy and honored to be your pastor. It's you that gives the church a good name in the community. It's you. Because the Lord has looked upon you, and you've looked upon the Lord, and people have watched you, and they've seen that the blood that Jesus shed on the cross was not shed in vain. And they've seen that through you. Because you've eaten his flesh, and you've drank his blood. And today as we receive this communion, I want to let you know my prayer for you is that you would receive strength, that any sources of condemnation would be removed from you, that any sources of disappointment and anything that the devil may throw at you would be removed from you today by the partaking of this blood. Because this blood was not just precious blood of another spotless lamb, but this blood was precious blood, for it bought the souls of men. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, thank you today, Lord God, that in your blood is life, O oh God. And as we partake of this juice, O oh God, I, I know it's just juice. But Lord God, in Jesus' name, Lord God, my act of obedience, Lord God, and my attitude toward you has made it, Lord God, where it is a saving thing, O oh God, where it separates me, Lord God, from all the thoughts of the world. Lord God, where I receive it, O oh God, and Lord God, I pray, Father God, that my act of obedience, Father, would cause me, Almighty God, to be your son. Just as my act of obedience and salvation caused me to be born into your family, just as my act of obedience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit caused me to move into your family, just as my obedience in being water baptized caused me to move into your family, so my obedience, O oh God, in the ordinance of the church. And Lord God, I thank you right now, Lord God, for your Holy Spirit. And as we partake together, Lord God, may peace flow like a river, May joy flow like a fountain, and may the power of God be overwhelming in all of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Tonight we have Sister Rhonda Cossey with us tonight. And uh, <laughs> was that, I didn't, that wasn't that funny, was it? No, I'm joking. I'm playing. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Cleanse him, Lord. <laughs> Touch him. Hey, um, tonight, Sister Rhonda will be with us tonight, so we'll be here at 6 o'clock. If you're going on the missions trip, I need you to bring your passport to me tonight at 5. We've got to get some information out of that passport so we can get our tickets finalized. Um, am I forgetting something? Somebody's waving at me. Offering. Oh, I got that. Okay, yes. Um um, I think that's it, so um, I feel like we ought to sing a hymn. Give me an F. I don't know what I'm going to sing, but it's always an F. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, pray. 
precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to get Stephen and Blake to get these offering plates, and they're going to take your, I mean, they're going to receive your offering before you leave out of here today. God bless you. Be back tonight at 5. If you're going on the trip, 6 o'clock, come to church. We're going to have a great time tonight, so be back tonight. God bless you. Have a great afternoon.